0: Today on Bell and the Birdmen, a special bonus edition as me and Vince Quinn pound the table for who we want tomorrow night. Let's go! baby finally welcome we are here we have made it almost unless you're listening to this like literally when we drop this in that case you've got a little more to wait but 24 hours uh less than that now it feels like well a little more than that. i'm not really good with time as vince quinn will point out some point in this podcast <laughs> but i tell you what i'm not bad with uh i am not bad with making picks we're gonna do that uh, today. We're going to keep this nice and short. I do want to remind everybody that we're going to be live on every single platform. YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, pretty much everywhere uh, that you can find us. Facebook, et cetera. Et cetera at Bell and the Bird. Uh, yeah, Bell and the Bird on, on YouTube or just simply go to bellandthebirdmen.com and uh, all of our stuff will be there. We'll be uh, hollering right along with you, and uh, Vince Quinn will be giving out bingo cards pretty much all night. By the way, I think we're up to almost a hundred and fifty bingo cards. Uh, a Grand prize winner is we're sending you to a trip uh, this uh, this year. Hopefully, that's. I think we should just all go see Carson Wentz and yell at him. But uh, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna let you decide uh, once the dust settles here. Uh, we've got a bunch of other stuff coming up. But Vince Quinn, what are the Eagles doing? What are we? What's happening tonight? What are we doing?
1: all right so i was thinking about it this morning right i I was going for a run and it suddenly popped in my brain that like this is the super hedge john all right for (laughs) howie the hedgehog like, do you remember, like, in uh in Sonic the Hedgehog, how he would turn gold once in a while? And he was yes. just, like, super powered. Like, that's what this is. That's what this draft is. Because think about it, right? Carolina wants to move down. Everybody is rumoring that the Eagles want to move up. They're natural trade partners. It's going to happen. 15 is going to go to 6. They're going to move up. They're going to get somebody big. If it's Thibodeau, which, holy shit, I haven't Ooh. really considered the idea of Thibodeau this Ooh. whole time. I've not considered it. I thought he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Like I just did. And and for him to be potentially available at like five, six, seven is like, oh my God. So I think they are gonna go up and try to get him. As much as I love Hamilton, if you're getting hit the Thibodeau dude as a defensive end, that is a dream. So like the, the trade up is is totally alive and real. But here's what makes it the super hedge is they're trading back from 18, too. <laughs> and and, and so, so now all the picks that you go and you give up to move all the way up, to get up to five, to get up to six, whatever it is, uh, whenever you give up to get to that spot, you're recouping all of that by moving back down. So now they draft from instead of being in the middle at the top of the first round, at the back end of the first round, and they probably have like 40 picks over the next three years is how it shakes out. <laughs> I would,
0: I mean, like, I would not, I, that would probably be, besides going up to get sauce uh excitement on on draft night we'd all be flipping out if they went up to two or three with 15 somehow recouped whatever that was If they went up to 15 by trading back from 18 and you know you can draft tyler Lindbaum at that point because everybody says uh 18 seven spots too high at least that's what i'm getting this morning but uh that would be ideal don't you think i think everybody would love that forget you know if it's tibbs or whoever, but trading up to go into the top five to go get your guy, and then trading at the back end for eighteen, you know, which I assume is where all the quarterbacks are going to go because everybody's been mocking them there, like right in that spot. So, uh, I, to to think that that could happen, I think that's very likely to happen. However, however, I understand the hype, and I feel like we do this every single year in free agency. With Howie Roseman, when we mention his name, we always go Howie season. I've bashed you pretty much for a month and a half about Howie being Danny (laughs) Ainge in this offseason. I have told you, and Thomas has spooked you a little bit too when we talked to him last week in saying that like everyone knows what Howie wants. And I don't think it's good this year. They want to do exactly what you just said, Vince, but I don't think they're going to be able to. That is my just gut feeling. Can they get this? Can they get to six? Absolutely. Yes. But they're going to make highway pay a premium, you know, like, so, and he's not going to want to pay that premium. So we're, do I expect them to move up? Yes, I do. I always thought 15 was gone in some regard is 15 moving down. Probably something I didn't really express, but I would say 15 and 18 have more of a chance of moving down than moving up or them just picking at 15, moving back at 18, whatever it is. Carolina wants to deal for sure. Uh, that's been pretty pretty well known, and there's a bunch of teams. What is it? Almost almost half of the teams have multiple first round picks. So of course somebody's going to be wanting to move up and move back and all that. I I just don't see th- think how he's going to overthink this and try to get so much value out of what he's doing, or no, you know, not a, not a ton of risk. But I just don't think he gets a deal done. See, you're going to hear it all night, but it doesn't no. get
1: done. No, it's it's going to shape up because here's part of it too, right? And and for all the reasons that you think that this draft would be a problem for Howie, it's, all right, all of his his other guys that have been in the front office with him, they've got jobs in other places. All right, that totally sucks. People do know what he wants to do. And at 15 and 18, he's in a really limited box. I mean, there's only going to be so many guys that make sense. And, and if people want to jump them for a certain guy, or like Baltimore wants to take Jordan Davis, like that's going to happen. But – well, I'm just telling you. Which, I know. Uh, it just would know, make me so mad, but
0: it has a very good chance of happening.
1: And what's going to make me mad is Jordan Davis is going to be fat in Baltimore and he'll still be good. <laughs> uh, but but that's that's really going to upset me. But like, think about this, right? He is a desperate guy. I mean, none of this stuff has worked out for him this off season. Nothing. He's tried to change the rules about how the NFL works with hiring head uh, front office executives. He missed yeah. on every guy that he tried for in free agency. Yep. I mean, they have no secondary. They're totally fucked in a lot of different ways. I've been calling it a gap year. Like we're going to be riding bikes in France with baguettes <laughs> on the front because there's just nothing to do. It's 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 shouldn't how we be in, in Paris. Sh-
0: shouldn't we be in uh, Holland if we're riding? bikes, by the way. Sure, the why not?
1: Wherever bicycles are ridden is where we'll be. <laughs> like, and we'll work in a coffee shop. But like, when it comes to this yeah. kind of thing, man, it's just, it, it's all the more reason for how we go. You know what? Fuck it, man. I'm just going to trade up. I'm going to get one of these elite guys and I'm going to go in for it because for all of these questions and as weird as this draft's going to be, to lock in a star early is one of the best things you could possibly do. Get the elite talent. If it's Hamilton, if it's Sauce, if it's Thibodeau, go get one of those guys and live your life. And then whatever happens, if you pick at 18, if you pick later in the first round, or if they traded 18 to go up and get there, you can walk away and go, you know what, we got a guy that we truly believe in in the hardest year that we've had in quite some time for an offseason. And that's a good place for Howie to be. I can just, it, it just makes a lot of sense. It doesn't make
0: sense from a to me from a Howie Roseman logic space. Like if, granted, if it's Tibbs, sure, like no one's going to question that. No one is going to question that. I would even say if it's for Jermaine Johnson, who I've said if the Jets are willing to to slide, you know, at at ten, but now that looks like that, that might be up too. I don't I don't know what's going to happen up top. I don't see Howie Roseman making a bet like that. I know he's given us like the got to choose the road or left or the right or whatever. Not with your two colonels there that basically help you set this draft board at some point during the season. Like I just don't see that happening. What I do see happening though, if fifteen moves. Here's what I'm going to predict. It is for Debo. And there's <laughs> that, that is not, that seems more logical to me from Howie Roseman. How's this shaped up? And essentially, and I think you can agree with the students, 15 and 18 have basically been placeholders for the Philadelphia Eagles since my draft season started. I'm getting more McDuffies, by the way, in the last 48 hours, which I can all just, Aww. and now that's moved to 18 instead of 15. So, like, I believe we're right. 15's gone one way or the other. But if it's for, I don't think it's for like sauce. I don't think it's for Tibbs. I don't think it's for any of those top 10 guys. I just don't think it's going to work out. I don't believe that they're going to get a a deal done with Carolina because they're too stingy. They'd probably rather just take a a left tackle at that point anyway and worry about it later. Like if the Eagles are punting on this draft, why wouldn't more than half of the teams be doing that as well? So I think it's, if, if it's anything, it's for Debo. Because I think they're only one of three teams that are really in on it, can afford it, and do it. So that's my prediction. If they go and move and are, are aggressive, it's for Debo Samuel. It's not for anybody in the top five.
1: Yeah, well, part of it is that there's a lot of interest right now or there's a lot of rumors. Cause, and, and I think that's an important distinction, too. Like, there's so much that gets... It, it, it's like a report, but it's really a rumor. You know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, GMs have speculated that this team could do that. And people are like, this is fact now. Um, like... <laughs> It's just a weird thing. But but, but there's rumors, there's reported rumors right now of the Jets being really interested in Debo and giving up 10 and then like whatever stuff that goes into that. So the Jets might take him. And if they do, that makes sense, right? It's like, okay, you got Zach Wilson, you have Elijah Moore, you went in on Mm -hmm. Corey Davis, you go heavy with the receiving core. It's kind of a Giants approach here, right? You buy all the weapons because your quarterback isn't that good and uh, they're going to hope that Zach Wilson develops. So that might be where where Debo ends up. But if they're going to trade 15 and end up with Debo then like yeah who gives a shit let's go for the ride (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with that but it's kind of the same philosophy isn't it like okay we we have this guy that we believe in that is an elite player we're going to give up solid capital in, in a first rounder and probably some other stuff, and we're going to get a guy. If it is Thibodeau, if it is Hamilton, if it is Debo Samuel, like somebody like that makes sense. Cause again, he's just, he just doesn't have the same pieces that he's used to to work with. So, and if Carolina is this desperate, and if, if the other reports are true uh, of, the idea that other teams are dying to move down in this draft, then you don't have as much leverage moving down. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm getting, hey man, I'm getting eight calls to move down, man. I'll, I'll take you at six, no problem, man. Like it's <laughs> just going to be, it, it just lines up really well. So I, I think Carolina really is going to happen. There's just been so much smoke around it, and the pieces seem to fit.
0: Yeah, I, I hope it's uh, that's right, and that ends up being Sauce Gardner. I'd be ecstatic if that's if that's the case. I think we've been kind of expressing that in the. The discord the text line 215 509 uh link is uh to, for our discord is right at com. also in the description of this podcast if you want to join us especially do that tomorrow night because I mean we'll have the Discord chat up live on uh, uh for everyone's viewing pleasure because we want to get everyone's reactions yep. as this is going on so feel free to jump into there uh and grab bingo cards please like it's uh, uh Sebastian just bought some today he bought two of them shout out to him our uh our Canadian friend that I believe lives in Los Angeles and uh we're just excited to play bingo with you uh regardless of whatever happens on uh draft night tomorrow night because uh I mean, if, if we're going to turn and pivot there and say, okay, no trades have happened for the Eagles. Let's just say my scenario works out. They don't, they're, they go in on Debo. They can't get there. They've tried with Carolina. They can't, they've tried with the jets. They can't, they've tried with Atlanta. They can't like, you know, they're just there. I have completely convinced myself to stay away from wide receiver, to stay away from safety and to stay away from corner. And I'm taking Jordan Davis if he's in there and, and the Ravens, end up passing on him, or I don't mind trying to jump the Ravens to go and get him. And everyone's favorite lineman and yours and everyone at home that has blocked this kid down and down and even Les Bowen is chopping him at the knees today as I'm talking about uh, Linderbaum at 18. Like, I do not want that guy anywhere close to seven spots later with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm building in the trenches. I know everyone's going to be upset, but I'm doing, uh, these two players are better than Trent McDuffie. These two players are better than Traylon Burks. These two players are better than anybody else in that range. If I come away with these two guys in my trenches and everyone's going to assume that Linderbaum's a luxury pick because they're dumb, uh, I don't see it any other way. I I there's plenty of wide receivers in the second round that I love. There's plenty of safeties, corners, DBs in the second round that I know you love, and there's a million underrated guys in the second and third rounds for all this. Take premium talent, premium positions. I I'm I'm sold on Jordan Davis being I don't think he's generational. I want to say that. And I don't think Tyler Linderbaum is generational either, but I think they're extremely great football players that have a chance to replace Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey. Have a chance to do that because they have elite traits. And I know Dickerson is here, but you're essentially replacing two linemen, you know, like Brooks, Kelsey. Who are the next Brooks and Kelsey? Dickerson looks like he could be either one, but I'm still like gunshot on people that believe you can just play center. We've tried that with Sale Malo, Didn't really work out so well. And the injury risk to go along with it is not great. Dickerson is a great guard. Keep him there. Kelsey is going to be gone. Fletcher Cox is going to be gone. Fletcher Cox might be gone in the middle of this season if there's a good trade offer and the Eagles are kind of on the fence record-wise. Give me the trenches. It's not sexy but it will be sexy on a Super Bowl run two years from now. That's what I'm doing. Where are you going, Vince?
1: God, uh, I was just thinking about the Ravens passing up on Jordan Davis, and I go, that's exactly why I wouldn't want him. Uh, <laughs> is if he's available. I mean, it's just, the Ravens are, are my North Star when it comes to uh, quality franchises, so that scares the crap out of me. Otherwise, at 15, look, you know what's really switched for me in the last couple of days is like, I love Jameson Williams. I said last time when we were talking with Thomas, I think that's the guy, but the problem is, I think everybody else is starting to realize that that's the guy, too. And all these teams are willing to wait because the speed is so elite. He did play great at Alabama. And the track record of Alabama wide receivers these days is really damn good. So (laughs) when you're looking at that, everybody wants to get Jameson Williams now. He's shooting up the board. So if you believe that, I'm starting to think maybe they've got a shot at Garrett Wilson. And Oh, my God.
0: I would fucking throw up.
1: Throw up if you're trading. If you're
0: trading up for Garrett Wilson in this scenario, if
1: if you're there, if he's there at 15 instead of Williams, Uh, fine, he's great, he looks really good. I don't know, awesome next to Devontae (laughs) and and watching him. Oh, man. Yeah, watching with the way he runs routes for him and Devontae with the technical precision that those guys have together. Oh, my God. They would be so good. They would be so good together. It would be so much fun to watch. And I didn't think they had a shot at him. Same thing. But They're why like, is
0: Garrett Wilson available at 15? That's very Andre like Dillard. Speed.
1: People like speed and people like tall guys sometimes. Drake <laughs> London is a tall guy. Jameson Williams is really fast.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. And Garrett Wilson's just left there. Like, I, I I just think that's a great guy. If he's available at fifteen, I would love to have Garrett Wilson. And I would be oh, that's man, be nervous. that's become the guy for me.
0: I, I I mean, like, I wouldn't be upset about it. I would absolutely talk myself into it. I would just have the same questions. I'm like, why did he fall so bad after being the number one guy there soon? And it's funny too, because you mentioned Williams and Ben Fennel. Uh, in the past couple of days, has said that he'd be the number one prospect if he didn't get injured. And I want to give credit to our own Ashley Woods who jumped in our Discord and like, slow down. <laughs> you know, like, he might not even be the best player coming out of Alabama, which I which I thought was very good perspective. And then I mentioned John Meechie, who no one talks about, by the way. And Devontae Smith believes he's the best wide receiver at Alabama currently, right now. You can get him second or third round and healthy. You know, like, I... I feel weird about. Tra- I would feel awful about trading up for any wide receiver. Uh, and if Garrett Wilson is at fifteen, there's a reason why he's at fifteen, and I would be in my head about it.
1: Yeah, no, I just think it's a, it's one of those draft things where one guy rises up the board, and and there's just nothing you can do. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just going to fall because other guys blow up, and somebody makes a mistake and takes Drake London. I just think that's how it's going to play. <laughs> so All right, let, let me let me let me ask there, you. Good. Yeah. Let
0: me ask you this thing because we'll probably be split on that. Who? out of the 32 do you believe is set up to have the best draft uh and I'll answer first cuz it's a, it's a it's a random question but like i'm terrified of the giants turnaround and i've been saying that for a while <laughs> you know like you've nailed the front office part you've pretty much nailed the coach two top 10 picks two top 7 picks right um, um yeah and if you're talking about getting Tibbs and Sauce, which is a possibility, shit. Or Evan, you know, who, whatever tackle is available, maybe, maybe they snake Carolina first, and then that's why Carolina wants to go down. But, like, I think it would be – I think the Giants are set up perfectly to nail this draft, especially because they know exactly what the Eagles want for the next three days, and that's going to kill me. And the Giants are going to be a very good football team next year. I think it's the Giants that have the best draft out of the 32.
1: God, dealing with you on draft night is going to be insufferable with the Giants It's (laughs) going to to be the worst. Well, what do we say? (laughs) Great pick for the Giants. You're just it feels it's almost like you're rooting for the Giants. It just hurts. I'm not.
0: I'm just I'm trying to open everybody's eyes. I'm like, yo, if Daniel Jones is slightly better, yikes. You know what I mean? Like yikes.com. So yeah. I think I think the Giants are in a are in a premier position to have a fantastic draft. I would bet on them. Um, and I would also bet on the Chiefs as well. Because of their capital, how they've pivoted. I think those those two come out ahead and I feel very strongly the Seattle Seahawks fuck this up somehow.
1: Well, yeah. uh, They're probably going to blow it, which would be great. But yeah, the Chiefs are one and the Packers are the other for me. And it's weird because they're both double picks at the back end of the first round. But like, I mean, honestly, any guy between, I don't know, 17, 18 and 32 What's the difference? Like, honestly, I just I don't know how big of a difference it is. So to be able to have a draft like that where you can essentially like roll the dice, get a guy that should be the 15th pick and you're getting him at 28. You know what I mean? That's a that's a pretty damn good place to be. So I think the situation for those two teams, just because they're elite, like they're already some of the best teams in the NFL. And uh, when you've got the chance to add two guys in the first round, they can really change your dynamics. It's, it's just, it's one of the best situations you can ask for. So uh, for them, it's a question of who falls and and how aggressive they want to be. If they decide that there's a guy moving up for it, but God, I mean, what a, what a good spot to be in.
0: Yeah. Uh, And my other question for you, before we go is what are we saying Monday morning as Eagles fans? Are we, are we happy? Are we middling? I feel this has a great chance for everyone to be upset with the first round. They'll do something by the book that everybody agrees with in the second and third, and then someone will make the dumb yearly argument that, see, if you just flip the second and first round or day one and day two, you'd be happy. It's just that one pick in the first round or those two picks in the first round. I hate that. (laughs) That means you made a mistake and you overdrafted. So like I feel that is going to happen on Monday morning.
1: Yeah, I think uh, 10 pro bowlers and I love uh it. it's it's the greatest draft class in the history of football. That's what <laughs> I think. It's uh, there's there's nothing that's ever been better. No, it's it, it's I think ultimately it is going to be exciting because it's look uh, thinking about what this team and where it is and what the future is, it's not a great future right now, right? It's a pretty middling future, because we don't have a, a real future for the defense yet. Uh, for the offense, it's a lot of young guys that that like we kind of like, but nobody really loves outside of Devontae, Goddard, and offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a lot of room to grow, to get excited about. I mean, I, I love, even for example, what was it, two years ago, when, when Kayvon Wallace got drafted, and everybody was really excited about that, So it was like, wow, safety from Clemson, hard-hitting guy, saying the right stuff on twitter we love this dude like there's something about that that is fun and the eagles need that so just to get a a youth infusion and thinking about what it means to get like even if they end up with eight guys i'm thrilled about it just from the idea of you know they just need building blocks and who are that guy like is there a josh sweat in this draft who's that guy they get in the fifth round it's like oh man give him a year or two and he's going to be a really great player. I just I want to see that kind of thing. So I, I think people are naturally going to be optimistic. We're going to nitpick the first rounder because that's just what we do. And then yeah. once it hits the third, nobody really knows what the fuck is going on anyway. So no, no. I think it's it's hard to bitch too much anyway. You know what I mean?
0: We should uh we should definitely uh, think about that for next week and be like did this was this good? Was this the thing? Yeah, especially this year. Like I have not even I don't even think I've, I've scampered past a round three mock. Like, I I, co- I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. It's just a bunch of names from, like, the bottom of the third round on.
1: <laughs> so Yeah, except for Kyle Phillips, who we all know, oh, of course. according to the Discord, is a future Hall of Famer Kyle Phillips.
0: Forgot to mention that. Kyle Phillips draft him in the fourth round, not the fifth, because he always goes in the fourth, and he's the next uh, Hunter Renfro, right? According to uh, Jake uh, yep. or uh, uh, Julian. Julian Jake Camp uh, in the uh, in the Discord. That's another one. So Kyle Phillips, you <laughs> heard it here first. Uh, number one wide receiver. Um, you mentioned something. Last question before we leave. Over under. You think it's over? I'm going to put it at six and a half players drafted for the Eagles. Over. I'm going to take the under. Wow. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, if it was, uh, I, I, I should make this seven and a half. Really, I'm going to make it seven and a half. I'm going to take the under on seven and a half. I think it's seven players that they end up with total.
1: All right, I, I'm going to run that as a poll, by the way, and, and see what people think. So I'll put that out on Twitter if you want. Perfect.
0: Vote. Yeah, um, I would love to see where people's at. But I think I'm too many stay over. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I can't even remember the last time they picked ten players. Late or early, Andy? I would assume.
1: Yeah. I mean, Somebody text us and let been us know. A long
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, should be a fun draft night. Make sure to get your bingo cards. We're giving away an Eagles trip. We are giving away prizes all night, including uh, cases of liquid death, uh, sauce from awesome sauce when you get a bingo, and then we're going to draw a grand prize winner. Uh, towards the uh, end of the broadcast. Yeah.
1: And uh, by the way, you can also get on the pod. We are giving Absol- away. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. Yeah. We're giving away three guest spots for bingo. So if you want a chance to get on the show, play bingo. Damn it. It's for Eagles <laughs> Autism Foundation. It's a good cause, and you get to spitball crazy theories with us on the show. Exactly.
0: 100% of the pro- proceeds go towards Eagles Autism. Uh, very near and dear to me and Bobby Dub's hearts. And I know for you as well, because I've been uh, chatting with uh, a lot of you about the uh, Eagles Autism Foundation and finding out that we're uh, a much larger community uh, than expected. It's one of my uh, favorite things to contribute to is I got two uh, little ones that we uh, look after here and just uh, can't tell you how much you can change somebody's life. And I know it sounds so ridiculous sending in a, a, ten, a crisp $10 digital bill to go play bingo with us. But like $10 could literally change somebody's life. These, this organization is door to door has so many different different sponsorships that are helping the autism community building uh, you know so many things that uh, people need in their homes quiet spaces uh, a- adapting to verbal and nonverbal kids like it is I can't tell you how brutal and I'm very new to this how brutal it is for single parents for parents that seemingly have good marriages that that end up in chaos because of how much you have to manage each child's life. And the Eagles Autism Foundation makes a severe dent in, uh, in, in taking on that burden. So thank you so much again for uh, not only supporting the podcast, but supporting them. And uh, we look forward to seeing you Thursday night, bright and early, rock and roll morning at 7.30 Thomas Peterson will be sipping coffee at 2 a.m. local time in Denmark. And uh, we are going to just see where this thing goes. And we're so happy that you're doing it with us. This is just so much fun. We'll have another huge announcement next week because we are traveling this year, y'all. And we hope you are traveling with us. And Vince Quinn, I love you. And uh, I'll see you on uh, tomorrow night, buddy.
1: All right. Yeah, I'll be there in my Eagles gear. You'll be there in your Giants gear. It's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) That's right. Give me Someone said se- 105 West 3rd Street Media PA. If someone sends me a Giants thing, I'll wear it. <laughs> oh, God. No. I'll wear it just to prove my point and then make everybody <laughs> mad on Twitter. It'll be great. Everybody will call me a fraud, but I'll do it. So 105 West 3rd Media PA. What's the zip? What's our new zip? I have uh, no idea.
1: 19063. There I
0: you go. Say. You can send us literally anything. I think Vince did something really cool in his radio show where he had people uh, handwrite letters and we had to read them. So like you can send us anything and we'll make sure it tries to will make its way towards the show in in some point or another. I think that'd be fun. So uh
1: Yeah, that sounds great to me.
0: Um thank you guys so much and we'll see you on Thursday night on Babbling. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>